This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice, and as always, brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network. Kind of changed the name a little bit to make it a little bit more obvious that we are doing some media uh, consulting, some media work, and putting out podcasts and other types of media sort of related creative content. Anyway, I hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, it was a pretty good weekend for the uh, Matty Ice household, if you will. We didn't really get to relax a whole lot. It seems to be the norm these days. Once we get to fall, all of a sudden we seem to have all the plans in the world. But honestly, a lot of that has been around the fact that we've been leaving town a lot, uh, obviously going on vacation. I traveled to see my mom and all of that good stuff. But one of the great things about fall is being able to sort of settle into some norms, I guess, if you would call it that, or maybe some routines is a better word that can help in the self-help category. One of the things that I've noticed in a relationship in general is that it sometimes is very difficult to find time for yourself, but also to find time or make time for each other as a couple. And I think when you have children, that makes it even more difficult. Life gets so busy. It's a constant theme on this show in that it seems like we get so caught up in everyday life that all of a sudden you can't find time to do some of the things that you want. Your to-do list is almost as long, if not longer, than every other list that you possibly make, but the list of things that you've always wanted to do or want to find time to do, some new hobbies, let's say, it makes it a lot more difficult. Um, One of the things we've been striving to do as a couple, that is my wife and myself, is to designate some semblance of time for each other. And that has been a wonderful thing that we've been doing now for, I want to say, about six weeks. And it's Thursday nights is our night. It's a technology-free night in the sense that we are not on our phones. Our phones are nowhere near us. It's really, really difficult to do in today's world because we are so um, indoctrinated, if you will, and so uh, trained to look at our phones uh, constantly. Even if we are consuming other content, we are constantly looking for something else. I'm, I know I'm very, very guilty of that. Constantly looking at shoes, of course constantly looking at analytics for our podcast and you know ways that we can make our podcasting network that much better so i'm guilty of it also but of course we're on social media all the time just flipping through our thumbs constantly moving in that up motion to see what everybody else is up to or see what is going on in the world and while there are benefits to that as it relates to being connected to the world i think sometimes it disconnects us from the people or the things that are right in front of us i know that i'm guilty of that and i know my wife probably feels the same way and i think in an endeavor to sort of be more present with each other she and i have taken the time if you will to say hey look thursday nights are our nights so one of the things we strive to do also is to find something mutual that we can get into and whether that is a show or a movie or some type of an activity that we can do in the house Uh, lately though we have been consuming a show on discovery plus and it's a show called the deadliest catch Now, it's been around for a really long time, so it's not as if we are just discovering this show for the first time. We're sort of rediscovering this show for the first time, mainly because it was a show we we knew about. We watched it when we were younger because it's been on now, I think, since like 2005, 2006, somewhere in that range. And now we are going almost backwards. And the reason being is we wanted to watch the seasons that have taken place either right before or during the pandemic. And we just recently finished, uh, not this past season, but the prior season, which started, I think, in December prior to the pandemic, which came about, what, in March of 2020, so somewhere around there. And 
We just got to the end of that and the pandemic just started to rear its ugly head. It's fascinating to watch, but I wanted to talk about the idea of this show in general because there's so many things in our lives that I think we take for granted when it is placed in front of us. Our food, I think, is the most uh, taken for granted object that we have, I, at least I think so. Many of us are able to go to the grocery store without any issue and buy basically anything that we want. And if you're listening and that is not you, my apologies. I'm not trying to say that every single person is in the same boat. But my point being is that we have the luxury and the ability to have massive stores and honestly online delivery services that will bring food to us. The things that we need or the, really the things that we want because we don't go to the grocery store really for true sustenance if you think about it. Way back in the day, we, we ate to survive. Now we eat for pleasure. Even though we obviously need food to survive, we are making meals and making choices. And let's get this straight too, we have so many choices in front of us that we can go out and buy our favorite bag of chips, buy our favorite type of meat, whatever it is. We can even choose to not eat any of that stuff. And I think that those choices are taken for granted. And when watching this show, I know that the seafood industry is something that I don't really think about. And I say that in, I don't realize how much hard work goes into it. So if you've never seen the show or you're not really familiar with it, it follows the crab industry in Alaska, specifically the king crab and Alaskan snow crab uh, in industry. And it follows different boats, different crews and so forth. And it tries to pin, to give you a, an insider look, if you will, of the work that goes into it. And not just an insider look into the work that goes into it, but a look into the human beings that go into it. It's easily one of the riskiest jobs in the world. And usually with high risk comes high reward, but there is a lot of deaths in this industry. And over the course of their, I think, 16 or 17 seasons, unfortunately, they have had numerous deaths, either from ships capsizing or other types of things. But it's a really difficult life. And the people that are involved are human beings, but they live a very, very rough existence. And it's an existence that is very much away from their family or the things that they love. And so while watching it, I feel as if I've gotten a deeper appreciation for what I have, specifically for the ability to sit next to my wife on a Thursday night and snuggle, right? And be able to have that one-on-one -on -one time with her because a lot of the people on this show, not just the captains, but the crew, they're away from their families for months and months at a time. And while it's not the only job in the world that is like that, it doesn't, it isn't like some businessman who's away from his job and working at a desk or in a boardroom. These are people that are working in freezing conditions, substandard conditions out in the ocean, right? You are vulnerable out there. And it follows these people around. And one of the things that I've taken away from watching the show is that I have it easy in my life. The type of work that I'm in, having a desk job, while it comes with certain types of stresses, it doesn't have the same type of stress, a life or death situation attached to it every single time I apply my craft. But one thing I'm absolutely uh, floored by in watching this is just how many things can go wrong. And it's not just how many things can go wrong while the people are out working on the deck, but these boats are basically their lifeline. They are living on a vessel for months at a time. They have numerous trips where they go out to try to fill their quota. And that's the other thing is like the amount of work that goes into how much crab is caught, but then how does that get to your table? When you order crab at a restaurant, people are risking their lives or in many cases, giving their lives. Uh, it's out in Alaska in the Bering Sea, which is a place that many of us in America are just not familiar with. Alaska is a large landmass, but it is not very highly populated. Uh, no one would ever mistake it for a densely populated area. 
there are places in Alaska that are considered remote because as I found out in my work uh, that I do outside of this show, uh, there are remote Alaskan villages that essentially are cut off from all of society. So we here in America like to think of how connected we are because we are a first world country. But there are people living in quote unquote third world country standards within our own borders. And that is not just in Alaska, but that is in a lot of places up in Maine, uh, different places like that. The reservations are people that live out in the middle of nowhere in the desert, right in these large plains. There's a lot of areas in this country that are completely barren in the sense that they are not connected to society. So these numerous men and women go out and fish on these boats. And these boats have so many working parts to them. So think about getting into your car, right? Think about how much has to go right for your car to continue to move and how many thousands and thousands of miles we put on our vehicles with our families in them, with ourselves, road trips, uh, taking trips to and from Costco or whatever it is. We take for granted just how all of this works. And very rarely do we have something happen where we are stranded. But when we are, we're stranded on dry land. We are stranded in a place normally where we can find help very easily. On these boats, these engines are so fickle. There's so many moving parts to them. There's so many things that can go wrong. And when something does go wrong, they are at the mercy of whatever the sea conditions are. And the sea conditions in the Bering Sea are at best rough, but at worst, they are hit with cyclones. They are hit with raging tides. And we're talking 30 to 50 foot rogue waves that can hit at any time. I don't think many of us, unless we have been to some of these beaches in the world that have these surfing contests, have ever seen waves like that or have ever been in a in a surf quite like that where the boat is rocking and moving in such a way that most people would get seasick. So imagine taking your current job, whatever job it is that you have, and imagine doing that on a boat. And now imagine that your job is to essentially fish with thousand pound uh, pots as they call them or these cages that they try to catch the crab in numerous lines happening everywhere hooks knives uh, many many different things plus having to put your hands in tons and tons and tons of crab which have absolutely you know which have pinchers essentially or their their claws and then imagine being stuck on a boat with the people that you're around you may not like the people that you're around in your normal job you have to work with people but at the end of the day you go home uh, these people don't get that luxury. They don't get to leave the people that they don't like. But they can't just not work with somebody that they don't like because if everybody is not working in concert, you're talking about the danger, the endangerment of everybody aboard the ship. The other thing too is if something does go wrong on the boat, let's say that the engines go out, the rudder stops working, you lose electricity, you have to wait for the Coast Guard to come get you. And the Coast Guard doesn't just drive up to you the way that you would in a car accident or an ambulance comes and gets you. They have to take a helicopter in mostly really, really bad conditions because a lot of times what happens, there's a fire on the boat, or there's the, bo the boat is taking water, the boat gets hit by a, a rogue wave, there's ice that can form on the boat and capsize the boat, and this helicopter has to come out and rescue people who are possibly in the ocean in really, really bad condition. Uh, the chances of survival for something like that are absolutely dim. So. Basically, as long as that boat stays up, those people have a chance. But as soon as that boat goes down, and it's amazing how many of the boats on this show haven't gone down. And I don't know how much of that is attributed to the fact that they have production crews and so forth, you know, going with them. But we saw an episode recently where one of the production ships or the ships that has all the production crew for the deadliest catch actually had to make some kind of a rescue and help out one of the boats. So it's really, really fascinating if you think about it. But that gets me to be the idea of thinking about taking things for granted, and also self-care, and how 
The idea of watching a show like this really can put it into perspective for you. When I see the episodes where people are away from their families, we've seen people miss the birth of children, uh, numerous birthdays, numerous holidays, because that is their bread and butter. That's how they make money. They don't have a choice. I am very fortunate in that during this pandemic, I've been able to work at home. I also have the luxury of being able to take paid time off whenever I need it. And yes, there is a limit to that, but my point is I can take off time if I need it. My work can come second in my life, but in a job like that, and in many people's cases, that is not the way that they live their life. Their job has to come first because their job pays the bills in a way that we can't really understand. And while these people could choose another profession, a lot of them have been born into this profession or have really no choice because it's what they know. So if you're a boat owner, for instance, everything that goes wrong on that boat is your responsibility. You are responsible for paying for it. Yes, when we have a car, it is the same thing, but we're talking thousands. And then on a boat, you're talking tens of thousands, in some cases, almost a million dollars when something goes wrong. And you have to fix that while you're at sea, or you have to come in and stop fishing while that is happening so that you can go back out. The amount of money that is lost in time, because it takes a lot of fuel to get from the dock out to wherever it is you're going to fish. In some places, it's 400, 500 miles away from the nearest port. Think about that. Think about being stranded on the ocean, and that's where you're going to do your job. And not just doing your job, doing your job at any time of day for 36 to 48 hours at a time. There are really no breaks in this job. They go out for a week at a time. They're probably working a grand total of five of those days. And I'm talking about five full days, not five eight hour days, five 24 hour cycles. And there are there is really is no concept of time out there. And so when I think about Thursday nights and myself and my wife sitting and watching this show, it really puts a lot into perspective. I also think about the idea of taking care of myself because I am fortunate to not have to take this kind of a risk in my life to make money and provide for my family. How many people do have to do that? But also how many people don't and still take a risk anyway? How many people are risking their lives or risking their family's well-being for their own self-interest? And I think it all has come full circle for me in many, many ways. I've talked about how do I want this show to continue? Well, I want this show to continue still being a reflection of myself. And perhaps I take for granted this show and I take for granted what I don't have to do to make this show possible. Back in the day, I would have had to have this as a regular job. I would have had to start at the bottom. And while yes, in some fashion, that is a goal of mine that I would love to be able to start at the bottom and work my way up in the media industry, I don't have to wait for that. I can still sit at my desk job and do this as a hobby. And I have the freedom of my words. I have the freedom of being able to put my words into this machine, into this microphone, and send them off into the airwaves whenever I want to. That's an incredibly fortunate circumstance. I don't have to be out there in the blistering cold. I don't have to sledgehammer ice off of my laptop. I don't have to wear wet gear. I don't have to know where my survival suit is in case this studio that I'm in capsizes or goes under. And I also don't have to really miss time with my loved ones. This is something that doesn't take a lot of time putting together this show. The episodes aren't long. There's really just me sort of, you know, brain dumping a little bit and talking about the things that are happening in my life. And going forward, I want to talk about the things that I enjoy. And hopefully the next episode will be that way. But I don't really have to take time away from my wife and my son. I don't have to put that burden on them, right, of having an absent parent. And I don't say absent parent in the same sense as a parent choosing not to be there. These people really don't have a choice. They really don't. And that's the sad part. 
is while they want to be doing something else, they want to be with their families, not missing holidays, not missing births and so forth, and not just good things, but missing medical procedures, right? Putting their own lives on, on the line, going out fishing with hernias, uh, possibly having cancer. Like what would somebody do if they had to have cancer treatment? You know, would they be able to take that time away? Would they be able to trust that responsibility to somebody else? And again, if you are like me, you have the ability to take extended time off to take care of yourself, to be able to get the treatment that you need and not miss out on anything and not necessarily put your livelihood at risk. It's just an interesting concept, the amount of risk that these people put in it. And when we have something that has crab in it, I don't think we really understand where it comes from. But honestly, I don't think we really understand where it comes from in general. This is not really like a, a message for me to tell you to be vegan or be vegetarian or whatever. But I think it is a lesson in realizing how what is in front of you, how that gets to you. I don't think we have an insight into that. A lot of people who are vegan or vegetarian have more of an insight than I do. And yes, I've definitely seen slaughterhouses and so forth. So I understand where that's coming from. But my point being, is the amount of risk that a lot of people take to get there or the kinds of jobs that people will do because that's the only way that they can make money just to get you your product just to get something to you that you may not necessarily need but you just want and also you know the the type of things that people sacrifice to get that to you not just in time but in family relationships in their own health there's a lot of things that you don't realize about what happens around you you know, when we think about the immigration, in, in, you know, things sometimes, I think we forget that a lot of the people coming over here, while we do want them to be citizens and we do want them to contribute to this country, they are contributing to your life in a lot of ways that I don't think you know. Whenever you go into a public bathroom and it's clean, uh, whenever your lawn is taken care of, if you have a lawn service, uh, whenever a contractor does work on your house, it's not a guarantee that those people are citizens. It's not a guarantee that those people are what we want, but they're doing a lot of jobs that you can't do yourself. They're doing a lot of jobs that a lot of people don't want to do. And I'll, I'll be honest, a lot of them are happy doing that. It's not as if they are unhappy. Um, I love seeing the attitude of knowing that they are still making money, that they're providing, right? Doing whatever you can to provide. I remember when we lived in a townhouse a few years back, one of the neighbors that we had, we were renting this place, and one of the neighbors uh, was always gone, and he was always going to his job. And one night it was late, we wanted a snack, so I went to 7-Eleven. And there's the guy working at 7-Eleven. This is his second job. And I had so much respect for him because I realized how much he was working. And every time I see delivery people uh, that are older, right, um, it's, I always make sure to take care of people like that because I know that they are putting the effort in. I know that they are out there doing whatever they need to do to provide for whatever their situation is. Like, I don't know what their situation is, but I always make sure to take care of them and make sure to remember that they are doing this job because I am too lazy or incapable of doing it myself. And I think that is something to always remember. So it has been fun spending this time with my wife. It has been fun sort of connecting with each other again. And you know what? These technology-free days uh, are a really cool concept because I am disconnected from everything that's going on. And I'm solely focused on the person in front of me. So I'm hopeful that we can get away from, you know, the serious type stuff. I mean, we've really, really enjoyed it, but there's so many things on right now that we just want to watch that are, that are fun. Uh, we're waiting for Ted Lasso, the second season, to be full because it's funny. I grew up at a time when people had to wait for their content, right? You watched an episode, you waited a week, and then you got the, the next episode. And we have been desensitized from that. We're not used to that anymore. And now they're going back to that paradigm where, hey, you want Ted Lasso season two? You're going to have to watch every week 
And so we have waited so that it's up there. So that's something that is definitely on our plate. Um, with the fall coming up, my tastes in food generally tend to change, not just the activities that I'm doing. And we still haven't quite reached fall weather yet, but the tastes in food. Uh, and I think on the next episode or one of the next episodes, I want to talk about some of my favorite fall foods because there's so many things that I would never eat during the summer or springtime that I love in the fall and winter time. And they're really more on the comfort side. They're a little bit heavier, but they make you feel good. And there's things that I think that my wife doesn't necessarily enjoy that I enjoy. Uh, some family recipes that come to mind. And I'm really, really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to diving more into things that I like on this show. And I'd also like to have more guests as we come up to the 100th episode. And I, how can I top episode 50 with Miss Joyce? Well, I don't know. I'm not sure that I have to top it. I think that I can do something special whenever I want. But it has been a pleasure to bring these nearly 100 episodes to you. It has been a pleasure to continue this show. And I look forward to continuing uh, to reward your patience, your listenership, and just honestly your presence. And I really, really appreciate it. Uh, going forward, make sure to check out MattyIceMedia.com. We are now the Matty Ice Media Network. Again, just to differentiate from what people may you know not realize what we're doing. Uh, but you know, check that out. Obviously on Twitter, you can reach me at Matty Ice Media. I've been very active lately. Um, Soulfully Casual Podcast and Instagram, of course. Soulfully.casual at gmail.com is the email address if you want to ever email the show with some topics or if you ever want to be a guest. We're always looking for guests. We're always looking to connect and honestly i look forward to the future of the show and i hope that you do too i hope everybody has a great week i will talk to you on thursday please make sure to hug your loved ones if you can't hug them call them let them know you're thinking about them and as always stay safe out there i will talk to you next time peace the opinions and viewpoints expressed on the soulfully casual podcast are those of maddie ice and not necessarily those of the maddie ice media network the Soulfully Casual podcast is exclusively owned by Matty Ice and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.